Beer with Buffy is a retro-analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spin-off Angel. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. Point is, the end result is the same. Duty calls. I have searched the world over before you. That is so cool. You guys all just have this really tight bond. Just call me the computer whisperer. He seemed so nice and warm. You don't want to come back to my place? The smell makes me nauseous. You know, I thought it was going to be a slow night. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Can we go now? Good morning, Buffy Land! I was going for the old Schmee from Hook. Yeah? Did I get it? Not quite. Good morning, Neverland! I didn't I didn't get it growl. Here, let me try again. Good morning, Buffy Land! That's a little bit better. Yeah, yeah that's better. Excellent. God, it's been a while since I've watched that. Yeah! I should watch that. Uh, it's really good. Podcast. We may or may not have the host of coming up as a guest relatively soon on our show. Recently reviewed Hook. Nice. We should definitely watch it, then listen to her episode, and then talk to her about it because that is one of my favorite childhood movies. Yes, and it still holds up. It abs. Well, probably. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I presume that it does. Uh, love Robin Williams. Anyway, hey, welcome to Beer with Buffy, everybody. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And today on Beer with Buffy, we're reviewing Season 5, Episode 3, The Replacement. Hey, hey uh, do you want to name some ferrets? <laughs> no, we didn't prep for that. No, we did not prep for we're that. We're going to name some ferrets real soon. I think I've said that in three different episodes now. <laughs> One of these days, Alice. One of these days. <laughs> Naming ferrets. Naming fucking ferrets. Well, just, you know what I mean. Yes. We're not, we're not going to fuck your ferrets. No, we're going to name them. Ferrets are not doodle-doos. <laughs> <laughs> ferrets are friends, not doodle-doos. <laughs> okay. I just kind of want to know what those sharks ate. <laughs> like, they kelp. had to eat. Is kelp meat? I No, it's not. <laughs> okay. It's sentient, though, isn't it? Dude, fish probably aren't. <laughs> like, Sure they are. D- no. <laughs> Sentient means self-aware. Have you seen Finding Nemo? Whales and dolphins definitely are. Whales and dolphins and octopuses and squids are all in the possibly category, but we have no. They're in the not fish category. (laughs) They they are definitely not fish. (laughs) Anyway, I I think there's varying levels of sentience, and that's an argument for another time. Yes. For now, we have some uh, executive producers. Oh no. Don't do that. <laughs> Our executive producers. Uh, we have Christina, Lauren Jewell, Catherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V-Man, not Patrick J.F. this week. <laughs> I don't know why that's his name on here. Uh, Hilly Helfman. Wait, his, he actually changed his name to not Patrick J.F. Yes, that's... not Patrick J.F. this <laughs> week. That quote, not Patrick J.F. this week. End quote. End quote. That's fantastic. <laughs> you might be my new favorite. Not Patrick JF this week. Uh, Hilly Hilfman, Scarlett Choi, Janella Lindauer, Simo Pinty, 
Meredith McCaslin, Rose Clark, C in quotes heaps, Andy Burgess, K. Fronome, Father DeFenestrato, Methuen DeBurr, Kelly McAdams, Shuby Pathic, Jesse Rain, and Carrie Phillips. Damn, that list is getting substantial. Booyah! Thank you all so very, very much. Without you, this show literally is not possible. Okay, thanks, bye. We love you. Yes, indeed. Yes, Wait, indeed. How's, how's that go? That's from Tiny Toons. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. There it is. There you go. <laughs> all righty then. Hey, I'm going to taste some bad wine. And, hey. And you know how I'm going to do it, Rex? Badly? Badly. <laughs> you got it. So today on Bad Wine Tasting with Bad Wine... I am reviewing, not very well, mind you, um, the Lange Twins, I can't even pronounce the fucking winery that it's from, Lange Twins Family Winery and Vineyards, which is from the Clarksburg Ava Vineyard. Um, there's there's no like straight up type of wine that this is called <laughs> that I can discern. It's just made from Petite Syrah grapes. It, it's wine wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's wine. It's made from grapes. You drink it and it gets you drunk. Now shut up and get back in your hole. Okay. I'm sorry, Daddy. You're not half as sorry as you're going to be. Wrong show. And we're not to the synopsis yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I liked it. Shut up. <laughs> so the name of the wine is Diablo. That's still not even the name of the wine. I don't even know how to read wine labels, you guys. It's called Diablo Vineyard, even though it's from Clarksburg, Clarksburg AVA Vineyard. Wine confuses me. Wine is confusing. And this was only an $11 bottle of wine. I'm sorry, 12 on sale. So I actually let it breathe a little bit. Rex finally bought some fucking wine glasses and he bought, well, he didn't buy them. I got them for free. He scavenged them and he scavenged white wine glasses. Hey, Rex, next time you scavenge wine glasses, why don't you pick up a red wine glass for me? There were no red wine glasses. That'd be great. So. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ass. (laughs) I actually let it breathe a little bit. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and taste it. Ooh, that's tasty. So. It's not supposed to be tasty. (laughs) You're doing this wrong. I just don't have a refined palate. I'm doing this exactly right. I should like bad wine because I'm an asshole. (laughs) So I'm just reading this straight from Google because I looked it up when I bought it. And this is way more accurate than I could ever be. (laughs) There are three profiles of Petite Syrah. Flavor profiles, if you will. These wines have the same inky, opaque color bursting with jammy fruit. Expect aromas of blackberry jam, brambles, black pepper, along with notes of vanilla from oak aging. On the palate, rich and bold tannins complement the sweet berry-like flavors, and the acidity is smooth. And you know what? They're probably right. (laughs) I think even that's trying a little too hard for this, Josh. (laughs) Every time I do this, I'm just hoping to learn something and waiting for something to click. I think I just... I need to memorize a fuck ton of different specific ingredients and be able to pick them out. Which kind of seems counterintuitive, really. Just hoping that maybe one day you'll be drinking some wine and something will click in your head and you'll be like, oh my God, I understand it all. Oh my God, (laughs) being an alcoholic wasn't a complete waste of my life. (laughs) Grandma, you don't have to be disappointed in me anymore, but I still am. 
Apparently my grandma sounds exactly like my mom. Uh, oh my god. I swear to god, we were playing this game where you have to say three different things in five seconds based on the subject matter. And my brother picked three different cures for being hungover. And <laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, water, lemon juice, more booze. <laughs> my grandma was like, oh, well, you would know. Oh, 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 fuck you, Grandma. Grandpa was more of an alcoholic than I am. You don't know me. (laughs) Anyway, this has been Bad Wine Tasting with Bad Wine. (laughs) Diablo Vineyards. I kind of recommend it if you're looking for cheap, good wine. Yay. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, all those things that that profile said. Yeah. They're probably there. (laughs) I don't have a refined enough palate to tell you for sure. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Time, time for a synopsis. Let's get the show on the road. Thank God. Isn't that what everyone's been waiting for? Joshua! What are you doing, Joshua? I've been waiting for you to let me do my damned synopsis. You're not synopsizing anything, Mom. It's all me. That's right. I'm doing it. Because you're doing it. God damn it. <laughs> all right. I'm not going to lie. Mom, I am stupid close to getting my own damn place. But Joshua, you might as well live with me and save money. Let's see. Let's see. Money. Sanity. Money. Sanity. Uh, like money. <laughs> Running really low on sanity. <laughs> Don't give an apartment complex all of your money when you could just help out your poor, lonely old mother instead. Nope. I choose sanity. Also, video games, TV, and sex. (laughs) How are you going to do that? It's like you'd need two of you. Wait, are you saying I'm going to have sex with myself? (laughs) If the shoe fits, Joshua. (laughs) Well, isn't that relevant to today's episode? (laughs) Because today on Buffy, Giles gets attacked by a demon in his new magic shop who's trying to find Buffy. They try to track it down based on its smell, leading them to a landfill. They're attacked by the demon there with some sort of magic shooty wand, and Xander gets hit. Unbeknownst to the rest of the Scoobies, Xander gets split into two different versions of himself, leaving the Scoobies and the audience questioning which Xander is real. Well, spoiler alert, they're both real. The Xander that wakes up in the landfill runs around thinking his more confident counterpart is stealing his life as he gets a raise and a new apartment and convinces Buffy and Giles that he has an evil doppelganger. Garbage Xander confronts himself with a gun just around the time that Giles figures out that he's been split in twine rather than being haunted by a fake duplicate. Buffy and Riley rush to the rescue, kick some ass, take him home, and stuff his two parts back together, much to Anya's disappointment. (laughs) Xander's self-confidence and relationship with Anya are boosted, but Riley reveals he doesn't think Buffy loves him. Uh Uh-oh, trouble in paradise. The end. Yeah. Yeah. That about covers it. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, down, vampire. As soon as the sun goes down, down, vampire. Competition is a beautiful thing. So we open up on a partial gathering of Scoobies. Not the whole Scoobies, just a partial gathering. Uh, We have Xander and Anya and... 
Riley and Buffy all hanging out in Xander's basement watching a kung fu movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And Buffy is studying. <laughs> While they're watching a kung fu movie. Yeah. Like you do. Like nobody ever you do. Right. More importantly, like, what the fuck is up with Buffy? Right. Like, all of a sudden, she's a good student. I got nerdiness catching up to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, she's still on this gotta be a better Slayer kick, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, but th- this is, she's not studying Slayer stuff. She's studying, like, just regular history. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. All right. Fine. Tear my argument apart. I, I will. I didn't need it anyway. Good. All righty. Mostly because it was wrong. I've got Why would you want a wrong argument? Got cheap wine. <laughs> Lots of people get away their whole lives with just looking right and not being right. Why don't I jump on that boat? It seems a whole hell of a lot easier. It really does. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I have too much integrity. I would hate myself. But they're they're watching the movie and there's a, a bang from upstairs. And Xander, one of my quotes right out of the gate. Xander says, oh, I guess the folks are back. And then there's some like yelling and arguing going on upstairs. And he goes, oh, no, I was wrong. Just incompetent burglars. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I think Xander's doing really well in his life, considering the revelation of this shitty home life. Right. Because we never really see him interact with his parents or hear anything about what his home life is like. We just know he lives in his mom's basement. Yeah. But knowing that he's... Basically living in an abusive household, or at least with parents that hate each other. Yeah. Or that fight really horribly. Honestly, um, they should probably not be married to each other. Yeah, seriously. Xander's an adult. They don't need to stay together for the children. Seriously. I mean, don't even do that when they're still children. Oh, God, no. Just yeah, don't. Just, just don't. <laughs> It'll make it harder for them no. in different ways, but at least legitimate ways. Honestly. If you're going to get divorced, get divorced when your kids are li- really little. They won't remember it. Yeah. I barely fucking remember my parents yeah, being together. They'll turn out just like us. <laughs> you want that, right? <laughs> They'll be podcast hosts. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> oh, God. I was actually like trying to sell some good advice. <laughs> That's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounded good at the time. <laughs> right. But yeah, anyway, Xander's like, you know, maybe I should get a new place. And yeah, Xander, you, maybe you should get a new place. Just maybe. Yeah. But Buffy and Riley are there hanging with Xander and Anya watching, like you already mentioned, the poorly dubbed Kung Fu, yeah. our nation's most valuable import. or China's most valuable. Or China's most valuable export. Xander, the class act that he is. Offers them some lukewarm SpaghettiOs straight from the top of the dryer. (laughs) God damn it, Xander. Where did you go to hospitality school? And will you teach me? (laughs) Xander tries to keep up with Riley's lady wrangling expertise here. And, you know, he's almost on the right track. I don't know how you can suck at back rubs that much. But forgetting that your girlfriend has an injured shoulder... Yeah. Probably doesn't help because uh, she squeals in pain as he just as he touches her, barely touches her to give her a massage. Riley's over there continuing to coo over Buffy, but also basically condemn her for never not being in Slayer mode as she picks apart how bad this Kung Fu movie is. I honestly, I love this part because she starts tearing, tearing apart the movie like she's doing our job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
because she's like talking about how how the guy should fight and everything and he finally does like this uh flying kick and she goes oh well there's the flying kick that he did from a standstill what's <laughs> powering it raw enthusiasm <laughs> <laughs> hey where do you think this podcast is coming from <laughs> but, like no it felt so good because of how often I tear apart the actual fight scenes in this show. <laughs> yeah. It just, it made me so happy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Kung Fu movies are supposed to be bad. Isn't that why they're fun? Or am I just, maybe I'm shitting all over somebody's grand opus that they had meant well, to be like this world changing piece of art. They're supposed to be badly dubbed, not necessarily bad movies. I guess. <laughs> I mean, we even thought Zombie Apocalypse was going to be a good movie when we were making it. <laughs> That's a good spot for the narrator. The movie would not be good. No. <laughs> I can't believe I actually watched the whole thing. Oh, I liked my final scene where I killed the main character. That's fun. Anyway, Buffy makes a splendid point. If it were an army film, Riley would be dismantling the fuck out of it. And she pulls Xander in on this debate, citing that Willow would do the same if they were watching a movie about witches. Yeah, because who uses a cauldron anymore? Cut to a cauldron. Yeah, someone using a cauldron again. Big scary demon, iridescent glowy face. Have we seen this demon before? No, but they, they've done this sort of makeup before. Uh, it's They did the iridescent glowy thing. Yeah. But even the name, we find out later his name is Toth, seemed familiar familiar to me, and I never bothered to look it up. As far as I know, we have not seen him before. Okay. You know what? I'm going to give that a quick Google real quick. Toth Buffy. Nope. Only appears in the replacement. Never mind. Yeah. Like I said, they've, they've just done this type of makeup. Yeah. Where where it's pretty basic for makeup. And, you know, they the dude has some fake teeth and they make some ruddy skin on him and they add some fluorescent highlight shit i thought it was great makeup and a great performance from the actor no like it's it's solid a wasted character honestly it's solid it's just that this makeup is pretty it's rudimentary it's well done but it's not like a shit ton of face prosthetics like a klingon or some shit and since he didn't have a whole lot of screen time i I thought it was way more realistically scary than klingon makeup personally yeah, yeah, yeah anyway regardless he's hovering over this cauldron scary music Go blah in the background. And he's like, the last step in thy forging is my pain. The price with which I purchase the death of the slayer. And then he basically sticks his hand into a fryer. Yeah. Which sounds really painful. Yeah. That was always like my biggest fear working at Steak and Shake. <laughs> that some asshole would come rob the place and dunk my head into the fryer. Because that would be like the worst way to die. Yeah. Up there anyway. Yeah. Um, that would be awful. Or rather, <laughs> the worst way to survive. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, from there, we have opening credits. Yay, opening credits. Oh, wait, shit, is that? Damn, I can't even think. That was the angel music. I can't even think of the Buffy music. <laughs> da, 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 da. There it is. Okay. Anyway... After the credits, we're at apartment hunting. I fucking hate apartment hunting. Fuck apartment hunting. Right? Ugh. And fuck this apartment complex. Why are they even there? 
He can't afford this shit. He knows he can't afford this shit. But anyway, they're walking down the hallway. Got a quote of the day right off the bat here. <laughs> Willow's like, we'll walk down this hall and we'll say, la, 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 la. I'm on my way to Xander's. Buffy says, just warning you, Xander. I probably won't be doing that. Riley pipes in. <laughs> really? I will. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually points for Riley. Oh, roll, Riley gets lots of points in this episode. Roll with the joke and yeah. the punches, literally and figuratively. I'm, I'm really starting to like to like Riley. This whole episode is very much a, why does everyone hate Riley? Yeah. <laughs> Until the very end. And then I'm like, uh-oh. I have things to say about that. Yeah, I'm sure we both do. That'll be a fun discussion. <laughs> we'll get there when we get yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but Xander's like, I don't know. This place is pretty nice. I don't know if I'll be able to be able to get it. Anya's like, oh, but you have references. Xander says, I don't have references. I have Albert. <laughs> How did... <laughs> How did that go again? I didn't write down his actual line, but he's... He basically did the our, his version of the Wesley voice. Yeah. I dare say, Xander's such a frightfully good fellow. A fine fellow and uh, very good looking. Extraordinarily good looking. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he's after gear job. I want to be my own reference someday. <laughs> I got to mark that off my bucket list. <laughs> but for the most part, I felt like this scene was just kind of drawn out. And Xander's just wasting this poor property manager's time by even being there at all, since his job is apparently drying up soon. And yeah, he can't. He knows he can't afford the place. He's got no rental history, probably no credit. Not to mention, what the fuck is going on with Xander's clothes today? Right, weirdest probably outfit we've seen him wear ever. I think the person who was doing wardrobe was like, you know, let's look at the premise of the episode. Oh, okay, let's put in in the most clown-tastic outfit he has. Clashy as yeah. shit. Just it, bright colors, absolutely hideous. Yes. Like, oh my God, <laughs> what the fuck? Yellow long sleeve uh. shirt, red pants, White Hawaiian flowery short sleeve button down shirt over his long sleeve mustard yellow shirt. So as they walk in, I don't know why they're all going to look just look at this apartment together, right. but they are. And it's, you know, it sounds like kind of a fun friend thing to do. So obviously the property manager mistakes Riley for Xander. Well, Riley looks like he has a lot more money than Xander. He sure does, and he probably does. <laughs> he's got military money. Yeah, he's a secret agent, man. <laughs> I think it was just wishful thinking, mostly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Xander immediately, uh, after she like tries to introduce herself to Riley... He's like, no, that's Xander Harris. And Xander, like, wipes his hand off on his pant leg to shake her hand. It's like, oh, God, the, that's just... The disappointment on her face is palpable. Yeah. the whole This whole scene is awkward as fuck. It feels so sitcom-y to me. We're getting these constant stern, yeah. disapproving looks from the property manager the whole time. As Xander is just this unrelenting, classless, very transparently veiling that he has no money... Why would he do that if he really wanted the place, for one? And why would he be there at all if he can't afford it? And my God, this woman has horrible customer service regardless. <laughs> yeah. That's not even really resting does. bitch face. It's super on purpose cartoon bitch face. <laughs> I think I think I may have just discovered California bitch face. <laughs> Yeah. But I've never been to California. Can we get somebody to weigh in on that, please? I've been to California. Yeah. Give us a call at 269-743-0783. <sighs> 
We don't need a reference. I've been to California. <laughs> and so you came across this multiple yes. times. They can just smell how poor you are, can't oh, yeah. they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like in Ann Arbor. But one of my favorite little bits in this, though, is immediately as they come in, as soon as the the like property manager is not even looking at Riley and Buffy, they like walk into the bedroom and close the door, sit on the bed, and start making out. Like immediately. <laughs> Xander, understandably, is like, hey, guys, can't you save it for the bedroom? And I'm like, phrasing dipshit. Right. It's like, uh, they're in the bedroom. They literally just look around to indicate, by the way, we're in a bedroom. And he's like, fair point. And I'm like, in a sitcom, maybe. Right. But this is whatever. Moving along. But yeah, Anya immediately wants the apartment. Like, she's like, this is our apartment. Yay. Pay anything. Well, guess what, Anya? <laughs> You're so far a really shitty capitalist because you don't seem to understand yet that money is kind of difficult to accrue. Very much so. When you're starting out from being poor anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so immediately Xander's like, uh, Anya, can we talk? And pulls her aside because property manager was like, oh, you need a security deposit and a credit check. And he's like, credit check? And just deer in headlights, pure terror on his face. Yeah. And oh, to be so young and naive again. Right. <laughs> but he pulls Anya aside and basically expresses to her that, like, you know, he may not even be able to afford this apartment because his construction job is probably ending soon. They're going to be finishing up the building. And she flips out because she's tired and she's in pain and she's not really in the mood to look at nice things that she can't have. Yeah, I get that. So he goes back and he fills out that fucking application anyway. Why not? Oh, yeah. Let's fucking do it. Well, this guy wants effective weapons. I've got it covered from A to Z. From Axe to Z Brother Axe. I'm fairly certain I said no interruptions. Cut to... Ready for it? The Magic Box! Bam. <laughs> so as Giles sifts through a junk box of curses, <laughs> he turns around and sees none other than a big scary demon in his face. Yes. And he like starts pulling things out of the curse box to like stop the demon. Uh, rabbit's foot. No. Uh, <laughs> so this demon's looking for the slayer like you do. You know, yeah. the, the show is called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not... Giles, the man you look for when Buffy simply isn't around. <laughs> Next, he Giles, the English dude who used to be a watcher, who used to be a librarian, who now owns a store. You know, I think we could squeeze a show out of that. <laughs> you should do that, Anthony Stewart Head. Get on it. Next, he pulls up this fucking wooden statue, and the demon immediately is like, that's a fertility god. <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, well... <laughs> Didn't he say something like, the odds that you will strike me with... Right, and yeah. And gets cut off by being struck with it. <laughs> <laughs> but he gives no fucks whatsoever. He's like, oh, you're hitting me with things. Big deal. <laughs> exactly. And just, whop. I just love how ballsy Giles is right oh, here. Oh, yeah. No hesitation. He's Zero. just like, well, fuck. Beat you with this thing then, since it's not a real weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it a weapon. <laughs> Uh, but the demon's like, no, fuck you, and just kind of backhands him into the wall or the, the counter. Puny and, man or something. Yeah. But, so, yeah, unfortunately, he's super short on cheap, tasteless statuary in this scene. If only Harmony hadn't stolen that fucking unicorn. Right? 
Now he has to settle for moderately priced utilitarian worship statuary for self-defense <laughs> instead. And it's not even pointy. No. Jeez, leave some fucking weaponry around. Seriously, they could have gotten it back when they were there saving Dawn, but no. In all honesty, given the type of shop and the track record for this shop, I'd be armed the whole time. I'd have a fucking sword on my goddamn belt. Oh, at least. Fuck. Right? <laughs> this is a dangerous fucking job. Just, you know, wear a long flowing robe or a cloak or something so that you can conceal your weapons. And then you'll look. And look ominous. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I think he definitely gets some wizard robes later, if you recall. <laughs> You're right, he does! <laughs> and that stupid hat, but we haven't gotten there yet. Anyway, anyway, the demon just tosses Giles aside. And... Flings Giles like a ragdoll, yep. but mercifully leaves him because he's not the Slayer and therefore couldn't possibly have anything to do with her. And then quite majestically leaves. God damn, that's majestic. It's very majestic. Look how flowy those robes are. Shit. Uh, can you tell me where you got... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'll <No>. just... <laughs> we immediately cut to him, to Giles, replaying the fight while holding the statue and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and he, recount, he recounts his fight. Buffy's like, oh, so he like ran away? Giles is like, well, no, sort of more turned and swept out majestically, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Xander gets in a nice I told you so. Buffy makes a joke at the expense of the British. Giles finds this demon very quickly in a book. Learns that his name is Toth and that he's strong and he uses weapons. Interestingly enough, they say that he, he is a Toth demon. Not necessarily that his name is Toth, but like... He's also the last of his kind? No, no, no. His name is Toth. Oh. But it is... Then what kind of demon is he? He's like Tothian or some shit like Tothric that? Tothric clan. Tothric. So that's kind of a dumb name for him. Yeah. Hi, I'm Hugh. You know, I'm human. Exactly. <laughs> or Hugh the human. <laughs> there's that episode of Rick and Morty where Rick keeps calling this alien who's from a robot world Gearhead. And I can't remember what he likened it to, but he was like, that's super racist. <laughs> it's rude. It's very rude. No wonder Toth wants to kill things. Because <laughs> his parents <laughs> named him after his fucking race. Uh, he ex- he expresses that, uh, well, he doesn't know a whole lot, and there's no specific information in the book that says where Toth would be hiding. He did, however, have a, a distinct olfactory sense about him. Presence, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Nope, not sandalwood oil, but... <laughs> it was distinct. <laughs> but boy, Xander sure is stupid. Or does he just make stupid jokes? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Xander's line is... Well, I guess we're off to the old factory. I hate that place. <laughs> I'm joking. I know what it means. He smelled, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, to the dump. To the dump. To the dump, to the, the dump, to the dump, dump, dump. The Scoobies go to the city dump. To the dump, to the dump, to the dump, 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 dump. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bathroom and take a dump, dump, dump. <laughs> no, okay. No, I'm not. But we needed a poop joke in there somewhere. Yeah. Always in need of a little bit of a poop joke. A little bit, yeah. A little bit of a poop joke. 
just do a wee a wee little poop joke. Unfortunately, I was eating yesterday, and I always watch Bob's Burgers when I'm eating, and it just happened to be the Thanksgiving episode where Gene spends the entire episode in the bathroom with diarrhea and vomiting because he's got food poisoning. <sighs> I'm like, oh, that's just what I wanted to watch <laughs> while well, watching an episode eating. about food as I'm eating. <laughs> Great subject choice, assholes. <laughs> So there's not necessarily always room for a poop joke. First, I have a quote of the day here. As they're walking into the landfill, Riley says, people say they're recycling. They're not recycling. No. (laughs) I Uh, mean, to be fair, people are recycling and just 90% of it's not getting recycled because it can't for one reason or another. Well, yeah, there's not enough systems in place to recycle most things. I think it's seriously something like 75% of what goes into a recycle bin can actually be recycled. Yeah. They legally mandated that all plastic containers and things have to be marked with the the chasing arrows. Yep. But only types one and two are actually recyclable. And then there's types three through seven that they can't do shit with for some reason. And then there's tons of shit that people throw in there that's just not recyclable at all. Case in point, umbrellas. Yes. So there, there was a whole uh, Last Week Tonight episode about this. Exactly. John Oliver. Check it out. He's awesome. Moving along. Oh, so they run into Spike, who's scavenging, and specifically scavenging a mannequin and a lamp. Take nothing but the lamp or everything that you find that you like. Yeah, it's, it's the dump. It's a dump. I mean, Nobody it's, cares. You can take it all. <laughs> but I'd advise against that. Especially the poopy diapers. Yeah, don't. Don't take those. Know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> Gratefully, I do not. Had another quote of the day here from Spike. <laughs> and they were like, what the hell are you doing here, Spike? Oh, there's a nice lady vampire who set up a charming tea room over the next pile of crap. What do you think I'm doing? I'm scavenging, ain't I? <laughs> and since that's pretty much his only line in the episode, I had to it, quote it's it. It's pretty close. Yeah. Fun fact. I wrote down his... Other only line in the episode. <laughs> Excellent. Giles is like, well, Spike, we're looking for this robed tall fellow. And Spike re- replies with, you mean a great tall roby thing like that? Oh, you mean that right there behind <laughs> you? Yeah. Oh, jeez, no. <laughs> Zap, zoom, bam. Xander gets hit. He missed twice first. Uh, he hits just a pile of shit. And then he hits Spike's lamp. He's like, oi, I was on your side. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that lamp was a piece of shit anyway, Spike, and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> no, the real tragedy of this scene is that nice new lamp just gets caught in the crossfire. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> Whatever. So Xander gets hit. Flies back into the trash. Uh-huh. And Toth is gone. Where'd he go? I bet he went wherever he went quite majestically. You're damn right. God damn, that's a majestic demon. It's so fucking majestic. It makes me angry. Christ. So, so they, they help Xander up and they're like, whoa, dude, that must have hurt. And he's like, ha ah. And uh, they walk him out. And they're slow pan back to see that there's still. There's another Xander Xander. laying in the trash. Laying on some garbage over yonder. Snoozing quite comfortably, it appears. Apparently, (laughs) as we see next morning at the same dump, garbage Xander 
which is kind of redundant, wakes up and thinks that Anya is using the cat pee hot plate. Right. Which, by the way, is a possible episode title and definitely a band name. <laughs> cat pee hot plate. Damn right. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It just... <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't so, sound pleasant, does it? Uh, slight si- aside here. Oh, shit. Uh, one of my residents, <laughs> uh, her son is a vet. Okay. Pro- one of the best vets in Kalamazoo. And he kind of gives me input and asks after Edgar whenever I ru- see him. Is it the traveling vet? No. Okay, because she's really good too. He He's one of the highest paid vets in the fucking area. He owns the number one vet clinic in portage okay Moving um, on. but anyway he was asking after edgar and i was telling him about edgar being angry at all the cats outside so he was asking if edgar like has been marking territory or anything like that and i'm like oh no i'm grateful he is not yeah because nothing is worse than that no like a cat marking territory is awful i would rather have a dog pissing all over everything yeah no we we had a cat that was doing that back when I was still in my mid-teens and nothing's made me cry harder in my life than get having to get rid of that cat. It's, it's going to be one of those regrets that I take to my grave. But boy, is that smell awful. Yeah. Yeah. And like you find it in weird places and like you'll have fixed whatever problem has caused the cat to spray. But then like two months later, you'll pull a backpack out of the closet and it just reeks. Ooh. And you're like, I didn't even know this was here. And like immediately when they talked about this fucking hot, hot plate, I could fucking smell it, dude. Yeah, nothing. I can smell it. You'll never forget it. Regular cat pee is bad enough. Heat it up. Fuck you, whoever wrote that line. Just fuck you. So anyway, it's not a cat pee hot plate. It's just the dump. Yes. But the confusion is not unfounded. <laughs> no. So, well, that's it. There's the episode. Um... Xander was looking for a new home and he found it. This is the one. <laughs> the one where he belongs. Hail Jalula! All the free cookies you can handle. Wait, no, that's Cookie Monster, not the Husker of the Grouch. J- Jalula? Hail Jalula! The fuck is Jalula? Hallelujah. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah! How do you pronounce it, Rex? Hallelujah. Plebe. That's how the, that's how the song pronounces it. <laughs> Who listens to the song? What are you, some kind of religious person? No, no, the not not an actual fucking religious song. The song Hallelujah. There's a J in it. Okay, that's all I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Xander doesn't get free cookies because I'm confusing him with the wrong Sesame Street character. Uh, Oscar the Grouch, you know, the ableist green bastard <laughs> character that they put in children's programming. <laughs> It's okay, homeless Ableist? people who like being homeless. Isn't that kind of what uh, Oscar the Grouch is really putting across? I don't... He's essentially a homeless person. I don't know how I feel about that now. <laughs> right? Um, moving on. Yeah. Fear me. He, he's so cute. You didn't sense a hyena energy at all, did you? Because hyena possession is just unpleasant. Run, flee, maybe skedaddle. Oh, I miss the free hot dogs on 
Xander immediately is like, oh, I guess I'll go home. And he goes home to find another Xander in his basement. And uh, he sees himself down in his own bedroom and is dumbfounded with incredulity. Like you do. Yeah. Xander tries to go into the basement, but the door is locked and he like kicks the door and hurts his foot. And then when he gets up from looking into the basement, spying on the other Xander, he tries to stand up and then trips over himself mm-hmm. and falls over. So this Xander is a klutz. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. I was like, how could he just not get into his own fucking house? He's Every- inept. Everybody knows every little trick. To get into their own damn house, whether you have a key or not. Yeah, that's And I, fair. I wouldn't be afraid to break a window if it's my own damn house. Right. You know? And it's even better. It's not his house. It's his parents' it's house. It's his parents' house. <laughs> but he's just like, gee, no. mom, I don't know how that window got broken. Gosh, golly, gee. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but he, he goes to a payphone. He attempts to call Buffy, but... <laughs> He, he doesn't have a quarter. And it sounds like the operator had some California bitch face, too. Based on Xander's line here, he says, No, it ate my quarter. Uh-huh. But see, I'm, I'm sort of having this aggressively bad day. Ooh, I found a quarter! I found a quarter! Well, ma'am, for me, it is worth getting excited about. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing I can think of that she could have said to make him say that is, Jeez, it's not that big of a deal. Or, so you found a quarter. Whoop-dee-doo! Like, how like how shitty of a thing can you say to, to warrant that response? Like, you don't fucking know what he needs to place a phone call for? He already told you he's having an aggressively shitty day. His dog could have died or something. But I'm sure as an operator, you, just like in retail, you get shitty sob stories all day long. And you get right. callous, jaded... You stop caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes sense. They don't even fucking have those jobs anymore. Nope. That's automated. That's just silly. Anyway, just as he calls Buffy and the phone is ringing, the other Xander passes him on the street. Then he fucking hangs up just as Buffy answers the phone. Like, take a moment to say what you need to say to Buffy and then run off to follow the dude. Yeah, you don't want to follow him too close anyway. Right. You don't know what the fuck is going on. That's some Twilight Zone shit right there. God, Xander is super inept. He is super inept. (laughs) But again, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Looking back, now that we've seen the whole episode, as I spoiled already in the synopsis, it's not an imposter that he's following. It's just the competent half of himself. So we cut to Buffy answering the phone and being hung up on. And she's like, huh, no one there. Hangs up the phone. This is where we get her line A to Z. Axe to... The other other ex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And she needs to soothe her nervous, yappy little chihuahua named Riley by (laughs) putting her tongue down his throat. (laughs) Proper dog etiquette for all you dog lovers out there. Oh, don't tell people that. If you didn't know. There are people who will do that. Now you know. There are people who will do that. Hey, dog pack mentality. They love to taste your spit. (laughs) It's how they learn about you. (laughs) That's a true thing that I heard one time. Oh, you heard it once. That must be true then. Uh, yeah. That, that's actually, how knowledge works. Actually, I heard it from Ziggy, so never mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Buffy's whole response here is like, what the fuck? It's, it's another day, another demon. I'm going to kill the thing. Whatever. Like, why is Riley worried? She's literally saved the world three times. 
No, sorry, four times. She's literally saved the world four times. I stopped keeping track. Yeah. But yeah. Dawn interrupts them by saying that the way they're kissing is a good way to murder someone or something. Right. And then they bicker over Dawn being some kind of hallway voyeur. And uh, (laughs) they make the mistake of trying to recruit the assistance of Joyce. (laughs) who's like oh that's the kind of headache i have i have the two teenage girls in the house headache yeah is anyone surprised (laughs) nope not at all she's like work it out yourselves it's good for you (laughs) builds character puts hair on your chest i don't think they want hair on their chest you know probably not hey these days i bet you could find somebody that's into that oh there's someone's into everything could have it back then as well it just you know wouldn't have been quite as socially acceptable so Buffy closes the door on Dawn's snotty face because she's being kind of snotty. Yeah. Just attention seeking um, bratty little sister moment. It's it's still endearing, though. She's like, I'm standing in the hallway. I'm not in your room. <laughs> it's <laughs> very <laughs> much. Uh, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Exactly. I'm not touching you. <laughs> but I don't know why Buffy didn't just do this earlier. Closes her fucking door. I'm like, yeah. good call. Like, there's this magical thing. It's like a wall, but it's not. But it's on hinges. <laughs> yeah, my mom it's, needs to it's learn It's a movable that. wall. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Cut over to Spike's lair, where I think his mental health may have taken a slight turn for the worse, as he decorates a mannequin in a women's top and a blonde wig. Yeah. Also, it looks like he even put some makeup on it. And he compliments her on her poshness. Then he does this juke where he turns away and then immediately leaps back with his ninja-like reflexes and kicks the naughty little mannequin off her pedestal. Yep, and he's playing at it being Buffy. And he's going to kill the Slayer. Yeah. He gives him the old, look how charming I am. Bam! And strike while the guard is down. And he picks up the head and he's like, oh, Slayer, one of these days. And I can't tell. I honestly kind of wonder, you know, I thought he was going to start pretending to talk to the mannequin before he kicked it. Like, I thought he was going to talk to it like it was Harmony. But then it somehow got weirder because when he picks up the head, he's he's like, oh, Slayer, one of these days. And I'm like, I really wouldn't be surprised. I'm not so sure that he isn't making out with that Buffy head off camera. (laughs) Maybe. It kind of felt like he was about to angry kiss it. It definitely, this whole little bit unquestionably reads as, I think you're trying to convince yourself of something here, Spike. Right? Like, I think Spike realizes that he has feelings for Buffy and he doesn't want to have feelings for Buffy. Or at least an obsession. Because he is a vampire so he, and he doesn't have a soul. So, like... At the very least, he is experiencing infatuation and obsession, but doesn't want to. Yeah. Methinks he doth protest too much. Absolutely. (laughs) But also, I think he might actually be developing feelings even without the soul, and that's simply a testament to how strong his love for Buffy is, eventually. Eventually. Yes. Yes, yeah. (laughs) But right now, it's just some weird obsession where he, in fact, doth protest too much. Yes. Cut over to... A construction site. Indeed. Other Xander is at work. Posh Xander. Posh Xander? Is that what you I'm named I'm calling them Posh Xander and Garbage Xander. Yeah, that works. He's at work and uh, doing worky stuff, which involves grinding some metal. 
Yeah. Looks super manly there in his fucking Best Buy uniform <laughs> on a fucking construction site. Who wears khakis to a construction site? Is that a thing? Well, I mean, they make dickies in, in those colors. Like, dickies are considered, I guess, construction wear, if you can't hear the air quotes. <laughs> um, I heard them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he looks strangely well-dressed for being on a construction site. Yeah. And for Xander in general, but obviously. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a whole thing. He's we'll get there. Cleaning off the end of this I-beam or whatever it is. And his manager calls him into the trailer and incompetent garbage Xander is spying on him, which becomes a theme throughout the episode here. Yeah. So he, Xander's standing next to the porta potty and like talking to himself and then gets hit in the face with the porta potty. And a dude comes out of the porta potty and is like, Xander, where's your hard hat? But like, I've been in porta potties. You can hear everything. Right. There's no privacy in a porta potty. Therefore, there's no way the dude didn't hear Xander standing outside of the porta potty talking to himself. Absolutely. But as I've brought up multiple times, they use so many sitcom elements in this TV show. And this whole TV show is really establishing what we know today to be serialized television. Yeah. Um, but they were still stuck in that 90s episodic tropey sitcom shit this, uh, this that's episode, one of those rules where people can't hear people talking if they're talking to themselves that's just well, a TV also rule. people can't hear things that other people are saying if they're off camera yeah if they're off camera or like when he takes anya aside in the apartment it's like they can hear you yeah and they were slightly playing off of that it's like they can obviously hear you, even in within the realm of the episode. Yeah. But he walked 10 feet away as if they couldn't hear them over there. This episode, in its entirety, really has a strong sitcom-y feel. It does. It could have so very easily been solved with a minor amount of communication if he just right. hadn't hung up on Buffy. Yeah. That's all it would have taken. Yeah. So... One Xander goes to spy on the other Xander. First, he's trying to jump up to look through the window, and then he sets up a rickety, questionable platform to stand on. And we see inside where... Yeah, he wasn't completely incompetent. Yeah. You know, he didn't die immediately. <laughs> so there's that. He's been living a whole half a day. <laughs> <laughs> he made it out of the landfill without impaling himself on rebar. Yeah, that's he's not, impressive. He's not that incompetent. <laughs> But not far from it. <laughs> so, basically, Xander gets a promotion. Yeah, he's all mad at his other self because he thinks he's hypnotized. Yeah, hypnotizing. He, he thinks he's this. hypnotizing his boss with this. I thought it was a quarter. We found out later it's a smushed nickel. But whatever. It's a fucking coin. Yeah. That he's reflecting the light into his manager's eye. And so Garbage Sanders like, no, he's getting a raise and he's mad about it. And I'm like, dude, that was obviously meant for you. Yeah. Like he didn't earn that in the 10 minutes that he was there angle grinding a fucking eye beam. Well, and he, but he he thinks that it's hypnotizing him, not like that he actually earned it. Right. OK. Yeah. So and that's a nice little red herring. Yeah. And then just after the other Xander gets the promotion and walks out the platform that 
Other Xander Bilt collapses under his ineptitude. Oh, did it collapse? Yes. Okay, that's funny. It collapsed as Xander fell into the mud. Well, good, that tracks. <laughs> so so he's only mostly incompetent. He could build a platform, just <laughs> not with any staying power. Yeah, I guess, you know, it made sense to me at the time that that thing would have been hypnotizing his boss. Because if it wasn't, I'm pretty sure his boss would be punching him in the fucking face and be right. like, quit shining that shit in my fucking face. Yeah. You know? I'd have fucking said something. Yeah. That shit's annoying as hell. Definitely. Even if he was doing it on accident, I'd be like, uh, can you mind your shit? Like, I fucking, I wear a watch often. And, you know, if that were like blinding someone in the face, I would be like, you know, I'd want them to move it. Yeah. Like, be like, hey, move your watch. If I see someone else and they're wearing a watch and it's doing that or they're holding their phone in the right way and the light's glinting off and I'm like, hey, can you fucking move your shiny thing? Do you mind? <laughs> I'm currently going blind. Because <laughs> I mind very much. Frankly, it's ludicrous to have these interlocking bodies and not interlock. Putrefying diseases. It'll make you blind and insane, but it won't kill you. Cut over to the apartment building. Yeah, where Xander signs for the apartment because apparently Xander's credit isn't all that bad. Indeed. He's got this raise now, so he knows that he can afford it. And uh, the property manager is like totally hitting on him. Right. And garbage Xander is listening from outside. These must be super thin walls every fucking where he goes. But so he hides as she leaves and she, boy, she's really laying it on thick with the you can call me anytime. Yeah, I, I swear her night job is uh, one of those one nine hundred sex lines. Does she like this is my personal number. Maybe she has some some issues with remembering people. <laughs> maybe right? maybe she doesn't think that the person that is currently signing the lease is actually the person that she met earlier and actually thinks that it's Riley. Maybe she got confused. Possibly. Because, like... You never know how many of those showings she does in a day. Like... But also, she should remember that he's with someone. That, too. Yeah. But, like, uh, it's weird. It's it's also, like, very, very poorly written hitting on. It is. That's what I was getting at with the, it sounds like she's a sex line worker. She's like, it doesn't even have to be for business. I expected her to be like, we could just fuck. Seriously. Fuck, 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 fuck. Sex! Penis. <laughs> Vagina. <it's... laughs> the horizontal clapping. <laughs> uh, take my pants off. <laughs> no. I wasn't talking to you. I don't know who you're talking to. It's me and Edgar here. No one else. I was in character. Well, stop it. That being said, Rex, <laughs> I hereby formally request that you remove of my pants. I hereby formally request you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Elsewhere, not in my apartment. Looks like I don't have many options, do I? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> no, one of my favorite lines here is after the very awkward hitting on uh just as the the property manager is about ready to leave uh xander out in the hall is like 
That's not me. He's too clean for one thing, and his socks are all matchy. Matchy. God. (laughs) But, yeah, that was funny. But the property manager fucks off. Posh Xander is still inside, and they handily mentioned that the phone is hooked up. So he's got a phone in there. He picks it up, and he calls Anya, and he's he's leaving a message because she didn't answer. He's like, Anya, are you there? Look, I know you're still mad, but... I figure you're probably sitting there pretending you're not home, but listening anyway. Cut to Anya. She's like, am not. That just got me. That was funny. It was It was funny. I don't even care about the rest of the scene. That was funny. So. <laughs> no, he's like, hey, come over to the apartment. I want to show you something around nine o'clock. Yep. And then he decides he's going to leave, goes out into the hall and runs into the other, to garbage Xander. And Posh Xander punches him in the face because garbage Xander jumps him like literally. Yep. And uh, Garbage Xander runs back to Giles' place, but Posh Xander was there first. Like, man, he's just two steps behind this guy all the way. And he's already had time to tell them the story, and uh, Garbage Xander's hearing is just fucking amazing. This is the fourth conversation he's heard through walls and doors and windows. Right. But Posh Xander is... Uh, winning over Buffy and Giles and Riley with the story that a demon has stolen his face and he's the real Xander. And uh, yes, the well-dressed, <laughs> dignified Xander, clearly the real one. Yes, clearly. God, his clothes match and everything. <laughs> That's the Xander we know and love. Yeah, and they only subconsciously picked up on it. I guess they thought he was having a good day or they're just too wrapped up in their right. own shit. I don't know. So from there, we cut to, I guess this is Willow's room. I think Willow's still living in a dorm room. I guess. It looks like the dorm room to me. Was it? Yeah. But like, they can't live in the dorms through the summer. Sure you can. You can? They let you do that all the time at some places. Really? Yeah. Fuck do I know. I never went to one of those colleges. Anyway, Garbage Xander goes to Willow and to prove that he is the Xander that she knows and loves, he does the Snoopy dance. And she's and just loving it the whole fucking time here. Might I add, he can actually do the Snoopy dance. Like, it's, it's a pretty <laughs> decent job doing the Snoopy dance. Go you, Xander. Yeah. she. Does, I love that she doesn't have a clue what's going on. And she's <laughs> just got this bemused look on her face. Like, why would I not think that you're you? She's very, it's, it's a very sweet scene. Yeah. I don't get why she doesn't seem concerned by him looking like absolute hell. She's just like, Ooh, story time. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to pay attention to me. This is great. (laughs) And he ends up doing the Snoopy dance. She's like, yay. But why wouldn't I think you're Xander? I'm like, Oh, thank God. We're finally going to make some fucking progress with this. Yeah. So he recounts his day to, to her. That that's pretty much the rest of the scene. And now we do a bunch of jumping back between Giles and Willow's place. So over at Giles' house, we see Posh Xander is very eager to just kill the other Xander without figuring out what it is first. Yeah, well, and they they immediately figure that it must be something that Toth had done. The thought is that Toth had shot Xander and is now impersonating Xander. Which made perfect sense to me. Yeah, it really did. I honestly thought at the time that was how this was going to get resolved. They were going to have to fight one Xander and the other one was just See, the real I, Xander. I remember this episode way too well. It, it was it was one that always stuck with me. So Yeah, it, it stuck like with it, me too, but I didn't remember how it ended well enough. Uh, so We end this scene with Pasha Xander saying, yeah, must be Toth. Cut to other Xander going, it's a robot. 
An evil robot. An evil robot constructed from evil parts that looks like me designed to do evil. And Will is like, or it's Toth. Okay, it's probably Toth. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Giles. Buffy's like, okay, I'm going to go hunt Toth, but I'm going to look for the Xander-style Toth. And Posh Xander's like, well, I'm going to go meet Anya at my apartment then. Now you make sure to kill the right one now, because we don't need you killing me instead. And she says something like that, too. <laughs> yeah. That's the point of the thing. Cut back to Willow's. Where Willow decides that she's going to find a spell to unhypnotize Buffy. And then Xander starts to get all sad and mopey. Fucking mopey as hell. Oh, I'm such a piece of garbage and a child. And he's so much better at being me than me. And you know... He's not wrong. No, that's not true. He might be better at being successful, but he sucks at being you, Xander. Yeah. I Actually, in all honesty, we don't get much, if any, humor out of the other Xander. Almost zero until later. Yeah. I mean, successful is boring. The fantastic train wreck that is Xander is what keeps us coming back. You know, it's his only saving grace. <laughs> Xander Harris... The only saving grace that man has is, at least he's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, at least he's fucking funny. Uh, but, so Willow's going to find a spell to unhypnotize Buffy, even though they're not. But Garbage Xander thinks that he's been hypnotizing them with the yep. quarter or whatever it is. So Xander then decides to whine about how useless he is. Willow unhelpfully tries to console him. I mean, okay, maybe a little helpfully. She reminds yeah. him he's not always in trouble, and sometimes he does help. Also, he's just tired and wet, so get your shit together. Yeah, and when you're tired and wet, that has a big fucking effect on your own psyche. Yeah. Like, that is that is not a joke. That'll put you in a bad mood, for yeah. sure. Definitely. Only Especially when your feet are wet in your shoes. Oh, that's the like, worst. The worst. And cold. Uh, like nothing is. That's a special kind of hell. Doesn't matter how good of a day you've had. You're now having a bad one. <laughs> Maybe even one of the worst ones ever. Solely because you're cold, wet, and your feet are damp in shoes. That is uh, correct. But yeah, Xander goes on and on this down this little mopey road up until he realizes that Anya could be in danger. Yeah, because while he's feeling sorry for himself, he wonders what he's even got that's worth anything. And I'm like, yeah, right? And he's like, aha! You're with Anya. That's like, something? That is something. Anya's great. I'd date Anya. Hell yeah! Yeah! She's fantastic. But Xander immediately realizes that she's in danger, and he's like, no! No way! He can take anything, but he can't take her. I need her. <laughs> Willow's response. Really? <laughs> Here's the thing. Her delivery of this line is a mixed bag. Yeah. The tone of voice when she says it, it reads kind of like, really? She's, like simultaneous, the where... she's simultaneously impressed at his emotional maturity. Yeah. As well as that crazy bitch. But also like, <laughs> oh shit, he's in love with her. Oh, he's in love. And like... But her facial expression when she delivered, like, that that's all in her tone of voice and the delivery of the line. She but was, her facial expression... She was excellent at conveying all of those things yes. in one damn word. Yes. Except in her facial expression. Her facial expression only reads, that crazy bitch? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. She sold it anyway. 
<laughs> but it, it took me a second to be like, what is she actually trying to convey here? I'm not sure. I don't think she was. I think that was just her legitimate reaction. But she points out that he only just now thought of Anya, and he's known all day that this guy's trying to steal his life, or thinks he knows. Yeah. And quote of the day here, he responds, <laughs> hey, wait till you have an evil twin. See how you handle it. And she's like, I handled it fine. <laughs> I'm like, wait, didn't that? Yep. Okay, there and it is. And she did handle it fine. <laughs> yeah. It might have been a big step to finally embracing her being a, a lesbian. Yeah. But hey, yeah. That's... I think I'm kind of gay. <laughs> exactly. Be good. We will. We're just going to play with matches, run with scissors, take candy from some guy. I don't know his name. I'm finished being everybody's butt monkey. Cut over to Anya's place. Yeah, where Garbage Xander is on the search for Anya, and obviously she's not home. He checks her messages for her. And then he hurriedly rummages through a drawer to find something, but doesn't mention what. Spoiler alert. It's a gun. Yes. Cut back to Xander's new apartment. That is correct. I was going to say the apartment, but I'm like, no, it's Xander's now. He signed the lease and everything. He's got keys. It is, in fact, Xander's apartment, and I think he keeps it. Yeah. As the show continues. Oh, this is the this is a par- his apartment for the rest of the show? Yeah, this is where they film his song from Once More with Feeling. Yeah, that's the I'll only never re- tell. It's the only reason I remember. So, uh, Posh Sander impresses Anya with some wine and the fancy apartment that she wanted. Yep. But she doesn't trust it at first. Yeah. She's well, like, she immediately is like, you're lying. Uh-huh. The like, fuck? This is bullshit. No way. You're there. He has the keys. Yeah, like... How else would you... Was he breaking and entering? Did you watch him jimmy a lock? Not impossible, pig. Uh, (laughs) But she gets a little carried away with wanting to get a dog and a boat and a car and a baby or some shit. Because, you know, she's only got 50 years or so left. Right. (laughs) Man, when you put it like that. Well, she... she, (laughs) Her delivery here is kind of great because, like, she starts off slow... And then it just slowly snowballs into her, like, freaking the fuck out. Yeah. It's been a long time coming, I think. Oh, yeah. And Xander immediately realizes what's going on, what's going wrong here. And they have this great fucking moment where he's like, look, I know what this is about. And points to her arm. And you've been injured. You, you know, you've had a sense of mortality Mm -hmm. you now get you know you've fully finally understood what it is to be human and you know that we're gonna die and this is temporary you're not invincible you were planning on living thousands of years as a demon but now you're gonna age and die and you can get hurt in the meantime yeah and this was one of those scenes that definitely exposed the red herring of the narrative where we think that this posh sander is fake and actually yeah. Toth. I was like, Toth would not know these things about Anya, and he wouldn't care either. Not and not just that, but this is this moment right here is a pure Xander delivery and like we know Xander is this over the top bombastic goof, but we've seen many a times where he has the these moments with one-on-one moments with these characters where he can be this very sensitive sort mm-hmm. and this plays this scene perfectly for that and it's 
purely Xander that we recognize as being Xander. And like you said, it completely destroys the potential narrative that he's evil. I didn't feel like completely, but it definitely made me start to question it. Yeah. Anyway, garbage Xander barges in. Wait, wait. Do you hear that? I don't. I think it's further off in the distance. I I think... Oh, there, there's a little ripping of a paper packet. It's like... Some, some sugar going into a, a, a jar. I, I hear a wooden spoon on some old plastic yeah. Tupperware pitchers off in the distance. What's that? Oh, there's the footsteps. Bust through the door. Oh, yeah. It's more of an, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, kind of. Garbage Xander's yeah, here. This is the uh, <laughs> this is the little baby precursor <laughs> Kool-Aid man entrance. Well, yeah. The adult Kool-Aid <laughs> man is. OK, sorry. Is this was this was the store way. brand. This was the, the store brand flavor. OK, generic <laughs> Kool-Aid entrance. Definitely. <laughs> this is the incompetent Kool-Aid man. Yes. Can't even blow the door off its hinges properly. He's like, hey, guys, uh, stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I am unamused. You're making out with my girlfriend. Get off my girlfriend. I'm and kind of, he didn't really say that. that Anya's, surprises me. Anya's kind of confused, but she's clinging to Posh Xander and she's like, what is it? Make it go away. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> to be fair. They really went way over the top with the grungeness of garbage. Like, he looks just gross. All I could think is if he still smells like garbage, ew. (laughs) Wet garbage is the worst. He's soggy and dirty and, like, a little sweaty. The only thing that could be uh, on par with a cat pee hot plate is wet garbage. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure that's what he smelled like. <laughs> so cut back to Giles. <laughs> Giles. Where Will- Willow's like, hey, guys, Xander's got a demonic doppelganger. <laughs> After she bursts through the door and he's like, I could have sworn that was locked this time. <laughs> or now this time I know that was locked. What I liked is I don't recall him ever saying anything to that effect anywhere else in this episode. He didn't in this episode, but in previous episodes, multiple times. Yeah. Spike it's- comes in. And they're like, don't you lock your doors? <laughs> and he's like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just making some. I, I really it's a like good that. in joke. I really like that tongue in cheek yeah. because they're just explaining away why Giles wouldn't have his door locked. Well, he did, but it wasn't for some reason. <laughs> How are you going to explain that? Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So basically, Willow is explaining to... Buffy and Riley that no, she had the right Xander and maybe they had the wrong Xander and Buffy's like, well, Xander was kind of forceful and confident. Maybe he was the evil Xander. Hmm, he seemed more dignified than the usual one. (laughs) In the background, we hear Giles go, oh dear lord. Oh dear lord. And they continue talking back and forth and then Giles goes, I said oh dear lord. Yeah, but you always say that. Yeah. Well, it's always important. (laughs) Because it turns out, well, they're both real. Yes. Toth's rod thingy split him in two, but it was meant for Buffy (laughs) so he could kill the weak Buffy and then they both die because they can't live without each other for some reason. Yeah, well, because if they're two halves of a whole, you kill one half, the whole thing dies. Probably. Yeah. And from there, we cut back to the standoff between the Xanders and Xander's got a gun. Xander. Pointed at Xander. 
yeah, it's it's not good. The uh, the prognosis is poor. <laughs> it's quite poor. Uh, Xander continues arguing. Uh, Look how smooth he is. That can't be me. <laughs> Posh Xander's gonna let me handle this, little darling. I won't take but fifteen seconds. Gun click click. I'm thinking less. Yeah. Yeah. Or considerably more because they have to drag it out. <laughs> they do. <laughs> In TV time, it's more like five minutes of pointing a gun and arguing and nobody ever looking like they remotely intended to pull the trigger. <laughs> Cut to the insecure car ride. Yes. Yay for insecure car rides. Yeah. So yeah, Buffy asks Riley or starts to ask Riley if he had wanted her to get blasted by the rod so that there would be two Buffies, and he he doesn't even bother to field the question, and the point being that he understands that her being the Slayer is part of who she is, and you don't get Buffy without the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I barely even understood her line of thought, because... She's thinking, well, he would prefer to have a non-Slayer version of me, which is just absolutely not true. And I believe him 150,000% here when he says, no, I get that that's a part of you. And I love that about you just as much as the rest of you, because he needs somebody who's not helpless and can be as badass as him and keep up with him. In fact, he needs to keep up with her. Yeah, and if she weren't the Slayer, they couldn't have nearly as wild of sex. Yeah, seriously, they can get as rough as they fucking want. And he's probably still got some engineered DNA in him, so he's slightly superhuman too. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. He probably still does. Her line here kind of confused me. I was like, she said, well, you have been kind of rankly about the whole Slayer gig, and instead of having Slayer Buffy, you could have Buffy Buffy. And I'm like, he hasn't been rankly. Not in the slightest. He, he's when? Been- where? He's been mildly annoyed that you didn't get to hang out together at times that he was planning on it, but that's it. Well, I guess that she's kind of hinting at the very first scene in the basement where she's like tearing apart the movie. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you don't have to be Slayer all the time. Relax a little. But that, you know, like that's him poking fun. Not, that's not like real rankliness. That's just him, him trying yeah. to edge her towards self-care. Not yeah. saying, you shouldn't be the slayer at all. I'd prefer that. Uh, yeah, like no. sometimes you need to not worry about that job, your night job, and and have a little fun. Which is just absolutely good advice. Yes. So anyway, he's like, yeah, I'm perfect, and I love all of you. Your insides, outsides, psychosis, poor film taste, discarded skin flakes, all of it. Discard. God. No, no, no. I hope he's not the type of person that like keeps that. Put milk on that shit. Oh no. Oh god. Moving on. Yeah. Get inside me. (laughs) Oh god. Cut back to the new apartment. Uh, where Xander gets the gun from Xander, and Xander has the gun pointed at Xander. Yeah. Don't do that, Xander. (laughs) It's a bad idea. Yeah, Buffy steps into this clusterfuck and slaps the shit out of both of them. Yep. And then has to convince them both that they are, in fact, just two different halves of the real Xander. But Garbage Xander is like, but he has a mind control device. My favorite part, though, is they're trying to like explain to Xander how they're both Xander. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have any great ideas. And then she's like, well, what number am I thinking of? And they both guess 11 and a half. (laughs) And she's like, ah, see, see. Uh (laughs) But yeah, Garbage Xander's like, but he has that 
that shiny disc that hypnotizes people. What, the smashed nickel? Nah. But it is kind of cool. I know, right? <laughs> well, and look, it's kind of a smush George Washington who might ooh. be Jefferson. And if that doesn't tell you that they're the same fucking person, right. I don't know what does. So Anya demands an explanation. Buffy promises her one on the car ride to Giles. Hey, we're going on a car ride. <laughs> but of course, they all forgot what time it is because nobody bothered to check their insulin clocks, which of course aren't really a thing, but they should be because it's time for a distinctly toth-shaped variant of the Kool-Aid man to quite literally burst through the front door. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, I don't miss twice, you minxy little slayer. And yet... He misses twice in this scene. The narrator promptly informs us <laughs> Toth, in fact, often misses twice. Yes. <laughs> so they scuffle. Quote of the day from Garbage Xander here. Just as Toth comes in the door, Garbage Xander, like from behind Posh Xander, is like, The gun! Pick up the little gun pieces! <laughs> I thought Anya said that. No, it was that was Garbage Xander. <laughs> Jesus. The gun! Pick up the little gun pieces! The little gun pieces! She owns the gun. Oh, right. If you own the gun, you should know more about the gun than the gun pieces. It is Anya, though. <laughs> I don't necessarily give her that much credit. So, they scuffle. Yeah. Ry Riley takes him on first and holds his own for a good minute. Yeah. And then Buffy uh, better, takes over. Did better than Giles did. Right? <laughs> well, he definitely has more combat training than yeah. Giles. Toth blows a hole in the floor. <laughs> Posh Sanders like, oh yeah, my my cleaning deposit's gone. <laughs> yeah, I just put down that cleaning deposit. Buffy takes over the beaten, and after a nice body slam to her, he body slams her. She gets him down for the count, couple of punches, couple of kicks, and I think she ends up kicking him in the chin, and that's the one that makes him go, oh, that hurts too much. <laughs> she rings his bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And then Riley tosses her a small sword and she promptly stabs him in the chest and is watching the gurgling mess as Xander's cleaning deposit flies gleefully out the window. Gleefully out the window. Day one. Gone. But come on, you're part of the Scoobies there, Xander. You never had a chance with that mm, cleaning deposit. Not really. So Better to just get that disappointment right out the way. Get it. <laughs> get, get it gone. <laughs> and then the Xanders have a nice little bro moment as they both think the same thing about the cleaning deposit. Yep. About how gone it is. Yes. There's a great deal of myth about Dracula. I imagine the trick to defeating him lies in separating the fact from the fiction. What kind of an unholy creature prevents his cheap, tasteless statuary? Cut back to the magic box. The magic Duh, box. The magic box, yeah. <laughs> Where the, Posh Xander has changed back to his garbage clothes. <laughs> For some reason. Well, I love they that have, there's they two kind of, sets of clothes as well. Right. Well, I think that's kind of why he needed to change back to those clothes, because they didn't have two sets of any other outfit, and they needed to be in the same clothes. Because that that's the clothes they were in when they, they swapped. When they got split, so yeah. it makes sense that they should be in those clothes when they get put back together, sure. God, this scene has a couple good, more than a, a, quite a few good lines. I got, I only got one here. So Buffy and Anya and Willow are nitpicking the two Xanders is with fascination all about all the similarities between the two of their faces. Riley's standing in the background and he goes, psychologically, this is fascinating. Doesn't it make everyone want to 
lock them in separate rooms and do experiments on them? Everyone just stares at him. <laughs> just me, then. <laughs> like, you can Man, t- somebody's been working for a secret uh, government organization a little too long. You can take the boy out of the initiative, but you can't take the initiative out of the boy. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Anya, of course, wants to do the only reasonable, logical thing you possibly can do in a situation like this. Threesome. Fuck the shit out of both of them. Because that's what you do. Right? Luckily for the rest of us, everyone else is a huge buzzkill. Even Xander, <laughs> and I'm kind of surprised at right? that. Right? Like, um, okay, I, I'm, I'm joking. I kind of wanted that to happen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little curious, aren't you? Just like, I just want to live vicariously <laughs> through them. If I ever run into a duplicate of myself, we're fucking. No, if I if <laughs> if this happened, I'd be like, yeah threesome why let's not? go why not <laughs> whatever but no my quote of the day is as giles is setting up the circle to do the spell uh both xanders are talking back and forth and like they quote star trek together <laughs> and yeah anya says what will we do if this doesn't work and in unison, of course, the Byzanders are like, kill us both, Spock. <laughs> Do you get that reference? I don't. I only watched the original series once, and I've only seen half of the original series movies. Okay. So well, it's I have from... No idea. I kn- obviously, it's Star Trek. That's yeah, all I know. It's from the original series, season three, episode 14. It's called Whom Gods Destroy. And I had completely forgotten about this because I also thought... The original Star Trek was insanely boring. There's like maybe four good episodes, but yeah. this might have actually been one of them because there's two Kirks. Uh, so this joke makes perfect sense. I pulled up the scene here where Spock is holding his phaser at the two Kirks and the fake Kirk starts a fight with the real Kirk and he's like, kill him. Can't you tell that it's me, Spock? And real Kirk is like, no, you have to kill both of us, Spock. It's the only way to ensure the safety of the Enterprise. And Spock immediately kills the other one who didn't say kill us both because the yeah. real Kirk cares about the Enterprise. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're laughing at each other and everything. And then uh, Buffy says, they're, they're kind of the same now. Right. Giles says, yes, he's clearly a bad influence on himself. <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> I appreciated that as well. Okay, I had one more quote of the day here. Giles says, uh, we just need to light the candles. Also, we should continue to pretend we heard none of the disturbing sex talk. <laughs> yes. Willow, check. Candles and pretense. <laughs> Fantastic. So they put the Xanders into the circle and lamest spell ever. Right? Well, they had to wrap it up. What can I say? <laughs> they had more interesting shit to get to. Right. Uh, Xander and Xander have a little healing moment where... Garbage Sander realizes that he's had inner confidence all along and it just warms my goddamn heart cockles or whatever. <laughs> and, um, your heart cockles aren't supposed to be warm. That, shit. That, that's a dangerous medical condition. I'm going to have to get that checked out. <laughs> Not right now. We've got a podcast to finish. Yes. <laughs> so... But yeah, the, the spell is, let the spell be ended. Are you kidding me? That's not going to work. Oh. That's <laughs> cue Anya. I liked it the other way. Put him back. Put him back. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, put him back. 
Let her have this one. You know there's a fan fiction about that out there. I, oh, I bet there is. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet Nicholas Brendan has probably done a live reading of it. Yeah. That's <laughs> sick fuck. <laughs> so, Oh, God. (laughs) Cut over to Xander's room. Xander almost gets misty-eyed about leaving his parents' basement and then remembers three terrible things that happened there and says, fuck this place. Can't scarcely blame him. Buffy and Anya exchange some little pleasantries. Yep. Anya's actually feeling better and doesn't have the, the sling on anymore. And then is a little sad that Xander's going to make her help. Yeah, he's, he brings a packed box over to her and she's like, ooh, presents? No, I just thought maybe you could carry something. Well, but Buffy has super strength. Let's load her up like one of those little horses. <laughs> those little horses. <laughs> I was like, no, she is not going to. Oh, she went there. Oh, <laughs> like a little pack mule. <laughs> Which I kind of want to see that. Right? right? <laughs> I mean, she's kind of not wrong. No! It wouldn't be that big of a deal for Buffy. No, like, oh, you need this whole couch moved? One go, here you go. I think the bigger problem would be the couch collapsing under its own weight. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Or slamming it into things. Right. I think we don't agree about this this bit with Riley here, the last last little bit in the the show. Okay. Well, hold on. Let's discuss that after we garage. So... Xander stops talking to Anya, he hands her the box, and he has this little heart-to-heart with Riley. And he's like, man, I don't know what it is, but she can just make my inner confidence feel like it's left the room, or my suave other self, whatever. And Riley's got some nice things to say about it. He's like, well, she digs the whole package, man. Don't worry about it. She's really into you. Buffy, on the other hand, she doesn't love me. That's not everything that he says, but that's the long and short of it. He's like, I'm so into her. I love every piece of her. And she's the one for me, but she doesn't love me. Buffy ends up coming back into the room. He steps aside. They kiss. And it ends on Xander's face looking on the two of them. Bit of a heavy moment. Yeah. Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights I shall give, walk in here. You've got something in your eye. So, Rex, how'd you feel about this episode? I love this episode, honestly. <laughs> like, it's 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 a dumb episode, but it's a really good Xander episode. Yeah. And it's kind of a turning point for Xander character-wise. You know, he's gotten to actually see that, oh, no, he actually is good at something. He actually can do good things. He should have some fucking confidence. And he's not a garbage person. Only half a garbage person. <laughs> but it's it's a lesser and endearing part of him. Yeah. It's not who he is in its entirety. Exactly. There, th- he's realizing his own potential. Mm-hmm. For fuck's sake, both halves of him want to fight and do good and be a hero. Yeah. There's not a bit of him that's cowardice. And that's something big. Yeah, that's true. And I did appreciate 
that that was what the episode boiled down to. The episode definitely had heart, but it kind of felt fluffy otherwise. Oh, yeah. Which, it's okay to occasionally have a fluffy episode. It just kind of makes it more difficult to review. It does, yeah. So looking at it from that angle. From a, like, from a structure standpoint, the episode, like we said, was super fucking sitcom-y. Yeah. And it was good entertainment, though. Hell, I had more lines out of this than I've had on most of the other episodes that we've done this season so far. Yeah, lots of fun quotes, um, super funny moments. Yeah. the uh, I really felt like they wasted this demon. They could have had a good episode out of this demon that was actually suspenseful, maybe even scary, um, using this actor and this character, Toph. Yeah. But they, they threw him away. On this episode, and I guess that's their prerogative. You know what could have been really fucking cool, though? Write an episode that has the Toth demon, right? And make it so that at the end of the episode, the final fight with the Toth demon, he uses the blasting thing. And then Buffy kills him at the end of the episode. And then at the end of the episode, they're they're walking away with Posh Xander pan over to garbage Xander to be continued. Ooh, that could have been fun. That could have been a lot. Cause there's enough substance here to have two episodes. Yeah. They could have done the serious suspenseful episode and then the Xander yeah. split. And they've, episode. they've done that, that setup before where you have a super serious and then super goofy. And I think that could have been fantastic. And then you wouldn't have wasted a good demon. Yeah. Could have done that. Missed opportunity, assholes. Yep. But no, the episode definitely had heart. So I think where we disagree here is... So you clearly have some opinions about Riley saying that he feels like Buffy doesn't love him. I mean, I'm still on the fence. I'm interested to see how that plays out and where he's coming from yeah. exactly. Like, I can kind of parse together that he senses that she's insecure and... And clinging to him, and she's coming up with these, oh, you prefer the other me, even though that is not a part of him at all. But he's also got some heavy insecurities that we've seen previously. Okay. And I feel like that's really just what's coming out here. Because she's like, oh, you don't love me. And he's like, oh, you don't love me. And it's like, don't see, I don't get that read at all. The the read I got from the last bit of hit, of Riley's was very much of, I am just, I'm head over heels in love with this this woman, but she doesn't feel the same way about me, and I'm going to take what I can get. And that's that's the expression that I feel Xander has when he looks upon them at the very end. He looks at Riley and he's like, that sucks, but he's just enduring it because he's in love with her. Which I and think is tragic to this me. is the beginning of the end this oh, yeah. is what's going to lead to him leaving her yes definitely because he's not going to put up with that he's going to be miserable being with her oh yeah it's definitely not a good situation to be in love that in love with somebody who's not in love with you that's awful don't do that but i don't think that's a woe is me moment and I don't think it's meant to be a woe is me moment. I think it's meant to be 
an unfortunate tragic moment where it's like he is super in love with her and she's just not feeling the same i don't disagree and i don't recall saying that i felt it was a woe is me moment i think i'm just a little upset by it because i'm not entirely sure where he's getting this notion from other than i can kind of sense that she might still not be entirely over angel and he's kind of a rebound and she's kind of emotionally damaged and unavailable, so she's not really letting herself be as head over heels for him as he is for her. She's just not as emotionally available. I I think he just has a good enough read on her as a person and her her own motives. Yeah, and and that's probably the case, but from an outside perspective, I'm like, where are you getting this? (laughs) Oh, hell no. You be happy, goddammit. Honestly, some of the things that she said in this episode, I read it as what he could be picking up on you know her instance the conversation in the car she's projecting on him like wanting him to have issues with her right so there's a certain amount of projection of her insecurities on him because she she feels insecure about the relationship because she can tell she's not there the way he's there and so she's you know trying to find issues that aren't there that makes sense and I think that's exactly what, what's what's going on here. I think that's the whole dynamic. But like like you said, I want to see how that plays out. Yeah. I really am really fucking goddamn curious of like, am I going to hate Riley? Really? I don't really want to hate Riley. Yeah. Well, I keep thinking back to that moment when he was super insecure because he thought that she had just gotten back from boning Angel. Right. I feel like the insecurity is there. She's not completely projecting. Like, he's not as 100% all about this relationship as he seems to be at the end of this episode, I don't think. I suppose. I think he's got enough insecurity on his end as well. But yeah, we're just going to have to see how it plays out. So overall, dumb but entertaining episode. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Uh, You got a quote of the day? Probably. (laughs) Turns out, I do have a quote of the day, Rex. Oh, what a crazy random happenstance. I know, right? (laughs) So I'm going to give my actual quote of the day here to Riley. Happening in the hallway scene where Willow says, we'll walk down this hall and we'll say, la 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 la, I'm on my way to Xander's. Buffy says, just warning you, Xander, I probably won't be doing that. Riley says, really? I will. Right. I loved that. Roll with the humor. That was one of my favorite Riley moments ever, I think. And you know what? I fucking believe him. I did too. He's going to do it, at least to be ironic now. Yes. (laughs) But I also had a quick honorable mention that I want to give to Anya. Posh Xander is on the phone with Anya. He says, Anya, you there? (laughs) Look, I know you're still mad, but I figure you're probably sitting there pretending you're not home but listening anyway. Cut to Anya. Am not. And that was great. Anya just fills my fucking happy hole. I nearly every time without even trying. Right. Fucking love her. Yeah. I remembered not liking her for some reason. And I'm thinking, what the fuck was wrong with me? What was the fuck wrong with you? I don't know. Good Lord. She's entertaining as fuck. She really is. (laughs) What's your quote of the day, Rex? I'm giving mine to Xander, which is appropriate, given that it is a Xander episode. True that. Uh, But it's going to be early on after, in the magic box, after Giles is recounting his uh, fight with 
with the demon. Uh, Xander says, So you bought the magic shop and you were attacked before it opened. Who's up for a swinging chorus of We Told You So, Symphony? Ah, uh, yeah, we did miss that one. Yeah. But they told you so, Giles. They really did. They told you so. Do that job armed. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks you for need breaking. at least three weapons within reach at all times. At all times. <laughs> Glad you remembered that one. Thanks for bringing that up. Do you have an honorable mention or no? I um don't feel obligated. You don't have to. Totally optional. No, no, no. I am I am going to give an honorable mention. Uh the one right out the gate, the one that's like, "Oh, this is the kind of episode we're in store for." Was Xander's line of, "Oh, guess the folks are back." No, no. I was wrong. Just incompetent burglars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, got I just relate to that really hard yeah yeah nope it's not my parents <laughs> i don't recognize them even a little bit so hey this has been another episode of beer with buffy don't forget to find us on facebook like us follow us join our facebook group where we mostly share kiana reeves memes follow us on twitter give us a review on itunes that's the number one way that you can help our show if you'd like to support us with your hard-earned cash, you can do so at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. If you'd like to use your hard-earned cash to buy hard-earned merchandise, I guess. By the rule that, of that works. transconductivity yes. or something. Uh, by the power of capitalism, hey. you can do so. Store.beerwithbuffy.com. You can get a Beer with Buffy sticker or... I promise by the time this episode shows up, there will be Ale with Angels stuff on that store, too. The transitive property. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, there you go. There it is. There you go. Angel stickers. Woo! Yes, there will be angel stickers very, very soon. By the time this episode airs, I promise. If you'd like to get in touch with us, let us know. You can do that on Facebook and Twitter, but you can also send us an email, beerwithbuffy at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail or text message to 269-743-0783. I almost had that memorized once and then it was poof gone. I'm going to write that on your fucking corkboard. <laughs> it probably not e won't help. Not even on paper. I'm just going to put it on. I'm going to write it in permanent marker on the corkboard. <laughs> I don't think that will work. As always, a sincere thank you to JJ Treadway for transitional music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Have a good night. I actually kind of feel a little bad now about saying that I recognize my own parents. <laughs> Shut up, Joshua! <laughs> okay, I feel better. Allowance is for your years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility, and instead of which you enslave yourself to this, this cult. You don't like the color? <laughs> Everything you've ever dreaded was under your bed, but told yourself couldn't be by the light of day.
done why are we watching this 